to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And my guest today, so we tried to do this a couple weeks ago and I had some internet mess ups. So we couldn't record before. So now we're coming back again to do this once more. Thank you for your patience, Ms. Julia. Julia's a returning guest. Welcome. Hello, hello. And it's actually better timing now because I went on more adventures and have more stories. So, so yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. I was like, you know what? This kind of works out. You know, she she she'll have more to add to the pot. So yeah. So how have you been? I have been doing too much as normal for me. Um, <laughs> I feel like every time I come on here, I'm like, I'm doing too much. I need to slow down, and then I just do even more. Um, been to a lot of competitions since we last talked. Had a lot of fun and interesting times along the way. Um, yeah. Competition wise, mm-hmm. this, when did we last talk? August. It was the end of August last time we talked. It was. So, so since then, um, what'd you get into? So last last August, then I went um, on a mini jujitsu road trip in September over Labor Day up to uh, Nashville. And I hit, we hit like four, five gyms, no, six Mm. gyms up in Nashville over Labor Day weekend. And that was really fun. I went with one of my friends and then, well, he actually wasn't really a friend at the time. Um, (laughs) He was just somebody that traded my gym. And like, I knew him, like we trained obviously, but not like the friends that I like go out and hang out with and stuff. But I was like, hey, do you want like, I'm going on this road trip. He's like, that sounds really cool. I was like, I guess we're going to go together then if you don't have plans. He's like, yeah. So that's the story of how Dion and I became good friends. We just like were acquaintances and just decided to go on a four hour, uh, three day long, insane amount of training jujitsu road trip. So that was fun. That was how I kicked off my training for the next set of competitions, which I'm looking at my pictures now to see all of them. I did Charlotte Open in the fall okay i think it was yeah it was october and that one was a little bit crazy because i went up there and i was gonna drive like the day before but there was one of these big storms a hurricane or something and i just could not drive so i left at 4 a.m from atlanta and drove to charlotte and was exhausted but i got there just like early actually and worked the event competed did gi and no gi and the absolute divisions. And I had um, not my home team in Atlanta, but my team that I train at in Virginia, um, 804 Jiu Jitsu was there. So it was really special to go up there and train with them and have them there as my my team. So that was fun. I didn't perform as well as I wanted to for, I'm just gonna say because of the lack of sleep, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. Is there any, like, you know, was there any particular reason? But, yeah, sleep is important. Yeah. So that that one was fun. Let's see. After that, where did I go? I think the next one was Pans Nogi. Yes. I flew out to Texas for Pans Nogi where I got bronze. I was happy with that. I was 
pleased with that. Um, nothing really to sell there. It was, it was a fun competition. Oh, there is a story. Huh. This is just like a short story um, of the series now, uh, which is if you're flying to Dallas, make sure you know which airport you're leaving out of. <laughs> because there's two airports in Dallas and some people forget that. And my teammate did, and he missed his flight because he thought we were going to the same airport. Uh, that's that story. I've never been out to Texas, period. So that that's hopeful to me, to be quite honest, because if and when I do go there, I need to know the information. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, going out to Pans, you said you ended up getting bronze out there. Uh, yeah, pans and bronze. I was I was pleased with that. That was the first time I did no gi pants. I've done pans gi before, but never no gi. So it was exciting. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't compete after that until January. But what I did start doing, like, absolute crazy person was training to run for a half marathon. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I, I yeah. did see that you started running. It was like, Jesus, like one hobby at a time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to rein it in. But here's the deal. I I never ran before. And anytime I did, like about like once a year, basically, I would say it's time to go out and see how I can how I feel running. And every year I always had pain in my ankles and shin splints and it was just a horrible experience. But for some reason this year in November it didn't hurt and it wasn't a horrible experience. I was like, oh. Well, I guess I could do it. Like it would be helpful for my cardio. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just do it and see if I can get like 5k, three miles. And I did it and I didn't have any pain. I was like, oh, and I was, and then I was like, I kind of feel good after this. And then one of my friends who runs is like, just, just get this, like sign up on this app for a free training plan for half marathon and see how it goes and set one for like February. You don't even have to do it. Just like make it your goal. And I'm incapable of setting loose goals. And I was like, no, now I have to do it. <laughs> um, so I did that. And it, it was actually like the training was hard, um, obviously. But it was really fun because I ended up a few people in my gym run as well. So I trained with them. And then the day of the half marathon, I ran with my friend who's um, – She's a white belt. She's been training for a year now. And so we kind of switched roles because I've been taking her under my wing in jujitsu. And then she is a, a ultra runner. So she used to run like 50 miles and she's like super fast. So she's like, yay, now I get to, to train you. I was like, okay. But bless her heart. She did so, she was so nice. She usually runs like super fast. I'm running like 12 minute miles that's how slow my half marathon pace is she's she's running like seven minute miles so she's like just going along with me and she was such a trooper she cheered me on the whole way we stopped and petted dogs um she was amazing i'm very very grateful to have her as a friend of course we talked about jujitsu the whole time as well it was really fun and then the surprise guest was somebody else from my gym because i told everybody i was like hey guys like you can just sign up. Like, it'd be fun to try to go and run. I'm going to run really slow. And everybody was like, no, we're not going to do it, except the ones that already ran. But then one guy, he secretly signed up. He's he's still saying to this day that he did not train for it. I think he trained a little bit. 
but he just signed up and we had no idea. He just like texted us. He's like, hey, where are you guys? I'm here. And he ran the full half marathon <laughs> and he didn't even, and that's the worst part, right? I trained, I trained from November to February for this and he didn't mm. trade at all. And he so, showed up and I finished maybe five minutes before him. I was so embarrassed. I mean, maybe he's a built in, you know, a natural runner. He's got it built in. I don't know. My goddaughter messaged me a few years back, just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I think I told this recently on the podcast where they're like, hey, we're going to do a 5K. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. All right. What time? And I think it was like fucking 930 in the morning or something on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Showed up knowing that this was a poor choice. <laughs> I, I, like, and I'm looking at all the people. And my only thought in my mind was don't finish last. And as I started running, seeing people behind me, was like, don't finish in the bottom half. And then when I started seeing people pass me, I was like, finish in the top 100. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my goddaughter pass me, I was like, beat her. <laughs> like, the goals change as it yeah. started going along. And then as we're running up a hill, like the final the final stretch, it's up the hill, the finish line is right there. She's ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I just poured everything into it and just has her at the finish line she was kind of pissed but you know the the, the thing is encouraging it, competition is good yeah yeah she has I mean, a villain origin story she, she should have known that that was going to happen so she should have been running harder at the end like mm-hmm. you, you at the end that's where you turn on the gas you save mm-hmm. up all the reserves to the end and i feel like that's kind of what he was probably doing he was like mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to turn it on and it's still five minutes behind you. So I feel like with all your training, you're doing well. And with him, no training, I feel like he was secretly training probably. Just wasn't telling yeah. nobody. Also, I would like to point out to the fact that I stopped to use the restroom and we mm. stopped and pet every dog we saw, which were a lot of dogs. And he didn't stop at all. Oh, no. You could have probably beat him by 15 minutes in when you factor yeah. in bathroom breaks and, and dog petting breaks mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. secret training on his end. Like, mm-hmm. you could have probably beat him by 15 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah. That's the goal. Huh? I think I might do another one, like, in the fall. And I'm, like, I, I'm training. I got faster shoes. And I, I'm going to the track. And I'm doing the, like, the runner thing. I'm running 800 pace things i don't know it's on my little app it tells me what to do but like i'm gonna learn how to run fast gosh darn it i will not be slower than people that don't train i had an app and i only turned it on once and i deleted it It was like uh was a couch to uh couch to 5k or something yeah and i was like oh that seems like that could work for me this was after i'd already run the 5k with my god i was like because they're like you want to do another one i was like yeah sure why not i didn't want to do another one and we actually did sign up for another one and i i intentionally showed up late and they were they were gone like uh they ended up i i think we ended up just getting to the course and just walking we're like we're just gonna go on a a family walk (laughs) like like let's not do the 5k thing let's just go walk as a family but that's nice you know it's nice to have you know, at least something to kind of build you to, to get you there. If that's what you, you know, mm-hmm. you want to keep doing. Me, I didn't want to. 
Like I'm a sprinter. I'm I'm not a long distance runner. If you say you yeah. want to, you know, sprint, do like a quick like race. I got mm-hmm. you, doggy. Yeah. You say do like a big race. I'm like, no. Yeah, to each their own. But yeah. yeah, it was fun. Um, back to jujitsu, but kind of working in the running. I went after Pans. My next competition was um, European, the Gi Championship. And so I went to Paris for that. And I was also in the middle of my training for ra- for the race. And so I, like a crazy person, went. I think I competed like the second day at Europeans, which I will tell the story of European after I tell the first story of running, which is after. Don't worry about the timeline. I got there, competed, and then went back into my running training. So I don't know if anybody else listening here runs, but my tip of the podcast is if you're going to a new city and you don't have much time, but you want to continue like your regular running and training, book a running tour of the city. I got up at like 6 a.m. to do a running tour of Paris and I know that sounds horrible to a lot of people, but it was really yes. just like sprinting and then stopping. And then the tour guy like told me about like all the, like, the historical stuff. And then we like ran the other place and it was so much fun. And the city was kind of empty because it was early and I learned so much. And we weren't in Paris for very long, but I got to see a lot of the city because we just ran all over the place. I ran like six miles. It was very fun. I mean, it's just I'm a sure. faster walking tour. Okay. I don't know. Not, nothing that has the word running in it sounds fun, but I'll take your word. I trust you, Julie. I, I believe in you, but I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. That does not sound fun. And if I ever go to Paris or any European country and I decide I want to go for a run, just understand that I've decided that is probably the last thing I'm ever doing in my life. But you know what? I am proud of you. Thank you. Um, with the running in connection yeah. to like your grappling, did like did that kind of help your cardio or anything in any way? Yeah. So this is a longer story, but I'll shorten it. Um, the cardio has definitely helped in like I don't feel tired, especially competitions. I think I've noticed like I am not feeling as tired at the end of these matches, which is really good. And then I also, over this span, since we last talked, discovered I have a condition called POTS, which is posterior orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, and that's, a, it's an autonomic dysfunction, which is just a lot of big words to say, my heart goes too fast, my blood pressure goes too low, and I just have to eat a lot of salt. Okay. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's, it's very strange, um, but I always like, since I was younger, I like noticed my heart sometimes would just like go super fast, right? And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. me? I just thought like whatever, I have low blood sugar or I'm a woman or whatever. And um anytime I was like playing passing game, I always got super tired and like lightheaded. And it turns out first I was out of shape because I didn't do any cardio. Um and then second, this condition as well, because when I like went to like put my head down if I'm like transitioning from standing up to um, getting closer in and, and um, to half guard or, or side or something like that, that change in levels, just my body was like, 
we're not going to do that. Um, but now I have salt tabs and I take like, so I guess the recommended amount of salt per day for people is like three to five grams. I need 10 grams of salt a day. So I have salt tabs that I just take throughout the day, like little pills. I'm a salty bitch. You beat me to it. Um, <laughs> like I'm sitting there things like, damn, I'm pretty sure I eat way more salt than that in a day, but uh, maybe, no, you don't. Trust me, you don't. Like, like maybe I need to figure my life out. Actually, no. When I really think about it, I don't. I don't know. I like when, when we, you know, my wife always gets on me about eating too much sugar, mm-hmm. and then I go so far off on the other end of the spectrum. And then it's like you're eating too much salt. And it's like you know, leave me alone. Let me live my life. Like, I'm an adult. Let me figure (laughs) it out. But with uh, the pots, Mm -hmm. so, like, it's just kind of there. Like, there's no, like, fixing it? No, uh, not really. Uh, We could do, like, I guess mine is sort of, like, a mild case. Some people definitely have it a lot worse than me. Um, But the good thing is cardio and, like, being exercise, like doing a lot of exercising is very helpful. And the doctor was saying like, it sounds so ridiculous, but people with POTS are actually like exercise intolerant to where like, it's hard for them to exercise, which sounds like an excuse that you're not in shape and you don't want to, but it is true. Um, But since I've always like been kind of active, it's like lessened my symptoms and it's not as bad, but yeah, just uh, take the salt and increases the blood volume. I don't know. He was like, this is, you'll be fine. Take the salt. And I'm like, it, it actually works. It's amazing. I'm glad that it's working. It's helping you. It's weird to think like you had this going on and you weren't aware, but you're still like kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, I knew like that I had the issue and I've come extremely close to passing out in jujitsu a couple of times because of it. So like anytime, like it's pretty common when you're, when you're rolling, you change positions. Right. And like going from standing up to down or just any um, plane change. And I would feel my heart rate get like super, super fast where like I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And it's it's very scary. Uh, But I'm not dying, which is great. That was the entire thing of going to the doctor. I was like, I feel like it's not it's not the right thing for my body to do to go to heart rate super fast. But my team is very concerned. (laughs) because it's happened a couple times when Julie almost passes out and has to go to the hospital. They're like, you need to, uh, you need to get this checked out. We want to make sure you're not dying. Okay. Like, you know, good on, you know, them for seeing it. Cause I mean, like you said, like in training, you know, sometimes it happens. You get a little lightheaded and you just think, oh, you know, let me hydrate. Let me get some water in my system. And it sounds like maybe that's not exactly what you wanted to do, but yeah. like, here, give us some water. And like, no, that's going to make matters worse. No, I, I do need a lot of water. So yeah, now, now the joke is like, it's okay. We'll just crack some salt over you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Ooh, that makes sense now. Like when, you know, in football, something happens and coaches just like take a salt tablet. Like mm-hmm. that's just going to fix everything. But maybe for some people that was the case. It's like, yeah, yeah just fucking take a salt tablet, you dumb bastard. Like you're <laughs> soft. Yeah. I don't think that was my case. I just fucking didn't like doing fucking burpees, dude. Like I cried doing burpees. 
I think a lot of people will cry doing burpees. If to be fair, though, it's it's a very unpleasant experience. This is my first time doing burpees, and I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know why I was being punished. And then I started like tearing up. I was like, "Dude, I don't know that I'm built for this. <laughs> I like, I don't want to go to the NFL if we got to do burpees." Mm-hmm. So fuck all that and salt tablets. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know good that you know it's all kind of been figured out at least you know what's going yeah. on and yeah you know not not still out there wandering just like oh i'm just gonna keep doing it because there's a lot of a lot of folks like and and not just your age age bracket but shit my age bracket some mm-hmm. shit like that happens we're like no nah, i'll be all right like yeah I, you know i'll go to urgent care tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's easy to do that and i'm just like I will do it. And it's actually, I was like, it did take me two doctors to figure this out. Um, so it wasn't easy, but I am very, very happy that I, I figured it out. Cause I feel like my performance now is like, I was like here, I was like medium, totally. Like I didn't know anything different. Like that was just how I felt in my body. But now that it's better, I feel like I have so much more energy and I just feel like a better athlete overall. It's crazy. Okay. Oh, good, good it's funny to think that, you know, you didn't know any different, mm-hmm. but again, you're still, you know, kicking ass and it's like, Oh, you go and get this, you know, looked at. And also to going to, you know, a couple of different doctors. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, you know, people will say, okay, you go to your, your primary and they're like, no, nah, I think you're all right. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you sure? Cause I don't yeah. feel all right. So I, I'm I'm certain my my wife would do that. You know, it's like she's had the same doctor all her life. And I was like, nah, mm-hmm. nah, they know better. I was like, man, your doctor was old when you was born. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah. Think about Go that now. Get second opinions and and believe in your body when you when you feel like maybe something isn't right. That's the story. And like maybe it's something as simple as taking salt. It's sometimes it's the little things in life. Like I was talking with my friend the other night and he works in technology and they've had this one issue in their system for like over two years and they finally got somebody else to look at it. And it was, he's, I don't know anything about computers, but he's like, it's just this one line of code that took like five minutes to fix. And it like took the system up to like 75% um, capacity where it was at like below 50 and it's just like the tiniest little thing that could fix it. So true, true. Like, I, I feel like that's always the case with a lot of stuff. I think they're trying to figure out time travel still, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it's just. I, I, now, mind you, I'm obsessed with time travel. That's my yes. shit. Yes. But I don't think we should be fucking with time travel. It sounds like it's just a tiny. It the way that they make it sounds like it's a big thing, but in comparison. It's a tiny thing, but it's a mm-hmm. tiny thing that's near impossible yes. to to manufacture to make time travel work. And it's like, let's just not mess with time travel. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's but like hopefully that tiny thing is you know gonna stay impossible. But sometimes it's just the smallest of details that can change you know anyone's life. Period. So good. I'm glad you know. You're moving in the right direction and julia was already a badass you know at medium capacity not full capacity she's just gonna go out there and start ripping arms off and choking people <laughs> unconscious with like her pinky 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, calm down, Julia. You got all the gold medals. No, not all gold. I've been getting bronze lately. <laughs> and, and then maybe you need to eat less salt. Like, maybe. Like, like, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. At, at uh, Panzo, I, I got this past, at Gee Pants, I got bronze too. So I'm like, Triple bronze, like it. <laughs> well, maybe you're just trying to like get like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. You know, like, like, I, I got enough gold. Like, yeah. And get some of these bronze, and then wrap back around, get a bunch of silvers, and get the rest of the golds. Yeah. So, yeah. After, so you went uh, to Europeans and in Paris, yeah. and then after that, Pans was after that, or was that be Pans before? That? I still look back at my pictures, but. Uh, Europeans was a disappointing performance. I lost my second match and didn't get into the quarterfinals, but that's okay. I was in Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we're not there for for the medal. We're there for the trip. Like, how big yes. was your bracket for the Europeans? I think we were like eighteen or we're twenty. Wow. Yeah. Nice. The question, the better question, is how big was my opponent? She was very big. Um, I had dropped some weight, not really intentionally, but then I was like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to drop that weight class down because I'm traveling. So I don't want to like be too close. So I weighed in eight pounds under. And my opponent that I lost to, I could guarantee she did not weigh in eight pounds under. <laughs> she was like, I feel like I'm pretty strong um, and I don't really run into it very often in matches where I feel out muscled and not saying that her, her jiu-jitsu was good too, but that she was strong and heavier than me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a long six minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, as soon as they get that grip, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot, but then the, the rest of the trip was really fun. And we did. Um, my friend and I went. We took a detour and went to Amsterdam, and I rolled in Amsterdam. That was really fun seeing them. What's the scene like out there in Amsterdam as far as grappling goes? Um, yeah, pretty chill. There were there was one the one gym I went to. It was just like the closest one, and they were all very nice. Um, it was a it was a Gracie based gym. I should say the name of it in case anybody decides to listen from it. Amsterdam BJJ. Um, and they had a couple girls there. So it was really fun to roll with them. And yeah, it was, just, it was a very, very fun time. I definitely want to go back. I'm sure they'll be happy to have you back. So yeah. that's cool, though. The yeah. it's I think, I don't know, there's something coming up at the end of April. I want to say the 20. Ninth, I think it's Masters. I think. Oh yeah, in Europe, yeah. Um, like Barcelona. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I don't think you're in that age bracket yet, but. No, not I, yet. I'm. I'm sure if it was available, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Like, yeah. They'll see you like, "Oh, welcome back, Julia." Yeah, you know what they did post is. Um, the Australian Open and the Pan Pacific in, in Japan. And oh, yeah. I would love to go to both places, to Australia and to Japan. 
but they posted them and it's like for cops this summer i'm like those are very long plans like i need i need to know a year in advance so i can like budget properly and then do time off and everything so not this year unfortunately like i've been seeing a lot more uh ibjjf competitions popping up on on my instagram feed mm-hmm. it's like okay cool like you know and then obviously you get to the gym and then you hear them mention it i think um one of my teammates was mentioning going to i don't know if it was japan or china but there, there was uh something um that he had mentioned like he's interested in going to so you know kudos to you guys so as far as you know what's going on right now for you like with competing are you like anything on the horizon upcoming for you or are you just kind of cooling out for a minute? Yeah. So I did pans. That was my last one, Pansky, in um, March. And I got third there, which I was pleased with because I that was a big, big bracket. And that was actually my – it's weird. It was my third time going to pans as a blue belt um, because they, like, did it twice kind of one year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I placed, and that's all I wanted to do. And so I was very happy with that. And I got via two submissions, three if you count the one that I tapped to. Um, <laughs> but it was really fun. And I went with my team as well. And I was able to coach um, the the gal who, run the, who ran the half marathon with me. I, she was there, and it was her second competition. Um, so it was fun to help her out with that. And then we all went to Universal. A little team bonding and it was really fun so that yeah and then i don't have yeah i don't have anything until may uh it's the next atlanta open i keep forgetting yeah. that what month we're in right now i know, know. it's like, moving fast i saw it had one um in baton rouge in may also and i wanted to do that but then i remembered we have a uh nova you know training camp in atlanta that same weekend so i'm going to do that instead and then i looked at the ones for the summer but i haven't seen one that i really want to do i might end up going to jujitsu kwan late summer i think that would be fun and that's in vegas they haven't posted american nationals which i did last year and i really enjoyed Uh, so we'll see about that but summertime, I like to just chill, enjoy the nice weather, not running all around. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I always find it really not necessarily odd, but whenever I see you know the the competition schedules pop up, you know, everyone's ready for that that summer run. You know, they mm-hmm. they just go to all the competitions. And it's like, man, I don't know. I feel like summertime's around. Just just cool out. Yeah, just plus it's more expensive to travel in the summer anyway, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, next February, I'm going to, my family and I'm going to try to go to Disney. Um, they don't know this yet, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if we can orchestrate a Disney trip next February. Because I was like, well, if we try to do it in the summer, first off, it's hot as fuck, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, it's expensive. So 
and then trying to figure out how do we want to do it do we want to fly do we want to drive like what like what what's going to be the best bet for us like mm-hmm. i don't have an issue with flying i always say that until i'm in the air mm-hmm. once i'm in the air it's like you're like we're not supposed to be up here like, like <laughs> we, we we gotta like can we can we stop and it doesn't you know help if you like take some sort of a assisted gummy mm-hmm. you know along on the trip as well and you're like oh my god like i don't want to be up here so I, I wouldn't do that while I'm with my family going to Disney, maybe. But I, I, I think yeah, for for travel, you definitely want to do it in those. Um, I mean, even in the winter time, that like you got the holidays, so then they try to crank up your prices. Then, but yeah, you know, like going into that beginning of year, yeah, like February, safe travels, fun travels, cheap travels. So yeah. I don't know. But either way, fun times all the same. I'm going to give you a one piece of advice for Disney since you mentioned it. Don't in. don't take any of those gummies and go on. It's a small world. Oh, well, I mean, that was kind of my, like, <laughs> this is like kind of the buildup for me right there. So I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm not good at taking advice, so I, don't know, I might still. So one of my coworkers was telling me about he went to Disney this Christmas, this uh, past Christmas, and he he loved it. He was like, "Look, as a grown man, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it like the mm-hmm. way that I enjoyed it." He's talking about Epcot and everything, and the way he he like kind of described. It, I was like, "Man, I want to. I should want to go to Disney with a bunch of my friends, like my buddies." Yeah. I'm gonna go to my family. Like buzzkill. <laughs> it is. It is really fun. Like so, I I went to Disney as well this past trip. Um, and I just did that with my other teammate, and because he this he never been to Disney at all, and he he didn't compete even. He just went to go to Disney and Universal. It was like his birthday present. So he we went in the morning, and you like Star Wars, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh! I don't even really—you're gonna kill me. I don't really even like Star Wars or watch it, but I don't have to. I went because they had that the new part in Hollywood Studios is the Star Wars Land, and my friend, of course, is a huge Star Wars fan. So I was like, okay, well, I will go with you. This is how crazy I am. I went—it's the day I'm competing. I was competing in the afternoon, so I went to Disney World in the morning with my friend went through all of the star wars stuff and then went and competed and then i told him i gave him a specific itinerary i was like okay you need to go to animal kingdom and then you go to epcot and then i'll meet you back in magic kingdom so i went competed and then i went back and met him in magic kingdom for fireworks and the rest of, of the night um anyway that star wars ride there's a couple of them but like the biggest one that was the best ride i'd ever been on it was so cool it was like three rides in one i like I still don't understand how they did some of the stuff. It was really, it was, it was amazing. Nice. Yeah. I'll keep that. See, that's one of the things my wife keeps trying to like sell me on is like the Star Wars stuff. And it's like, you, you, it's like, that's not even like, you don't have to sell me on it. Like, you know, saying this to my wife, because they, we've had like kind of family discussions about going to Disney. And I was like, ah, I don't think I want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't not that I have anything like I'm not anti-Disney or anything. I'm just like, eh, I, you know, I'm I'm anti-humans. There's <laughs> so a lot that, of humans there. 
Yeah, it's like you walk in and it just smells like humanity. It's like this. Well, I mean, <laughs> Magic Kingdom smells like sugar and magic, though. So. Well, I mean, it's Magic Kingdom. It's supposed to. Yeah. Like you know, they're just pumping that out the vents at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the the whole cell was my wife telling me, oh well, you know, Star Wars and da da da. I'm like, the the big reason I'm going, I mean, is because it's a family trip. Yeah. You know, my daughter is is like family you know, she's like we all have to go it's like okay like <laughs> you know i don't want her you know growing up and it's like yeah i went to disney when my dad didn't go it was fun but you know it would have been you know more fun if my dad was there little does she know <laughs> like hmm, she think it's gonna be more fun with me hmm, i'm from detroit i'm gonna go get into a fight there is disney jail i had to keep telling my friend i was like you ollie you cannot do anything inappropriate there are children here and there is disney jail and i don't know how to bail you out of disney jail i want to know more about i'm gonna google that later i need to know details like i, I don't want to go to it although it's <laughs> I, I feel like it would be some shit like rapunzel's fucking tower it's like underground <laughs> even better yeah even better um but i don't know we'll, we'll end up making the trip out there and you know doing the family thing and i don't know i whenever i go on family trips i can't like secretly plan like any kind of jujitsu stuff because mm-hmm. my family's like no it's a family thing and it's like man i'm trying to go get choked by strangers yeah it's so weird it's like non-jujitsu family and friends who are like this is our our trip this is our time what do you mean you want to go and do this like okay <laughs> it's a weird thing to me well it's i don't know like kind of our whole thing is like my wife encourages me to go to jiu-jitsu she's like you need to go she can mm-hmm. see me getting like cranky around the house she's like you need to go train mm-hmm. like, you're right and i think what she's saying is you need to go get your ass kicked <laughs> it's like yeah you're probably right i probably do need to get humbled real quick but um yeah going back to like you know kind of that crazy day for you it's like i'm not shocked by that because i mean if i recall correctly you had to fly out to europe but before flying out to europe you went and competed mm-hmm. and I'm then over. so yeah it's like that, that just that sounds like a very julia thing to do anyway. yeah i mean at this point it was like do it for the plot i i feel like i have a reputation <laughs> to uphold so that's what I did. And that's also the excuse I used to not do the absolute division. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't go to Magic Kingdom, man. Sorry, I can't can't do it. I was tired. I was happy with the the medal I got. And I saw the other girls because I was back I ended up back down to middle heavy. And I saw the heavy and the and the ultra heavy. I was like, oh no. No, thank you. <laughs> It's like, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead, sit over here, have a salt tablet, mm-hmm. and, and, and cool out. Y'all do yeah. you. Yeah. So. Just relax. That was, it was a fun time, though. They've been getting very um, strict, though, the, the people that check you in at competitions. And I think it's, it might just be for the bigger ones. Um, but at pans and europeans i had issues checking in at europeans they told me i couldn't wear my gi because the patch was in the wrong place on the back of it 
which I thought was very strange considering I wore that exact same gi with the exact same patches to the last year's European. I was very rude. And I am always a very prepared person, but for some reason, it's always my luck that I don't bring the thing, the, du the double of the thing that I need. So I did not have another gi, but thankfully, Jiu-Jitsu is a small world, and somebody that I knew from Tennessee, from the Tennessee road trip, was there. And I was like, give me your gi right now. <laughs> so it was kind of sad. I had to just wear, like, a plain white gi top for that. And then at Pans, I go, and I had my regular belts. I, I do have two belts, um, like, because I keep one nice for – for competition, but I don't wear it in competition. So I just keep a nice one. And then my training one and the same belt that I wore for all my other competitions that I wear every, every time they go, no, it's too old. So the rules are that it's like, you can't have any tears in it. At least that's what I thought. And there weren't any tears in it, but it's like kind of faded. It's like, it's my blue belt. I've had it for two years. I wear it every day been through a lot of shit but not torn like no so I run over and Diego Fernando my coaches are not there and usually when they're there like I can get everything but somebody that I know um because like when I work the competitions you make friends I was like Delore when do you compete I know you don't compete today give me your belt <laughs> so I had to use somebody else's belt and then I'm over there and they looked at my nails and I always have my nails done and it draws attention, but I always, they're short, like they're not long enough to scratch anybody and they're mm -hmm. filed and they're nice, but they had like, they're just, they're like, you could probably see, they're just a little bit over like the tip of my finger like that. And they're like, no, you have to cut them. So I did, however, have my uh, nail clippers and I'm standing there in front of them, like clipping each nail, like good, good. I almost made myself bleed because I was like, let me in here. Yeah, it, it feels like you know it's just one thing after the other, you know. For it's like, oh, mm -hmm. you, you got to replace you, you replace the gi. Okay, well your belt's not good enough. Oh, you got to replace mm -hmm. them for the belt. Well, look at your nails. There's something wrong with your nails. It's yeah. like it's like everything says like, hmm, what else can we mess with her about? Oh, your 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 arms are too long. It's like okay, look, motherfucker, I can't do anything about this. Yeah. Like, th th this is how I was born. Stop, like, let me compete or not. Uh, well, I'm glad that, you know, it all worked out, but still, it's like, yeah. again, just throwing I'm one just, obstacle in after the other. Yes, always learning lessons. Dozens of competitions later, and I'm still learning all these things. Yeah, I mean, that's life, though. That's jujitsu, though. Yeah. You no, know, we're always kind of, it doesn't matter what your rank is, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. There's always going to be something that you're, you're going to either rediscover or, or, get different clarification on it. And then, like you said, you competed the last two, you know, with that specific gi. Mm -hmm. And just this time, the, you know, whoever's making the decisions and the preferences are like, nah, I think I don't like this now. Yeah. So it's kind of cruddy, but whatever. So, um, you know, as it stands right now with your training, you know, how's everything I'm um, going there. Like, how are you feeling? You know, just in training lately. Do you feel 
you know, after with all the running and the cardio uh, kind of boosting up and now getting, you know, the pots, you know, figured out and, and um, you know, understanding what's going on there. Like, how are you feeling, you know, in your training? I feel, I feel very good with it and also new to it because, you know, I've always played the bottom game. That's where I felt most comfortable. And I'm like realizing now partially because of the pots, because like I said before, with the change in playing, I make, I feel lightheaded, right? And so now that I can do it and I have cardio, I'm like, oh, damn, I have to learn all of this stuff. <laughs> Um, but it is fun and I, I, I like it now. It feels like a whole other side to jujitsu of like playing with all the passing and the pressure and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I just continue to work on, I, I like to take a couple little things, um, and work on them until I've got them down. So I've been playing a lot of, um, lapel stuff. So like warm guard, which I know isn't playing, playing top game, but still, I like worm guard and then playing with lapel chokes from uh, top half is really fun. And choking people with my belt is also fun and legal in case you didn't know. As long as your belt is still on you, it is legal to choke them with your belt. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not hurtful and disrespectful. Okay. Like, I choked with a belt recently and I didn't know how to feel. Yeah. Because it's like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, I mean, you know, the person who did is a nice person. So I'm not thinking to myself, oh, they're doing something dirty. I'm just thinking to myself, yo, you could have done anything else but that. And you chose violence. Mm -hmm. like, and it's not even like I could do anything against him. Like he just choked me with his belt. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck am I gonna do? So <laughs> just another another thing to know, and you know. Anytime I meet up and you know you and I roll, and I know you'll probably wrist lock me, probably choke me with your belt, might mm -hmm. choke me with my own belt. I don't yeah, fucking I know, do Julia. Too. You are a villain. I know, and I am learning to improve my pressure now too. So great, it's great. So, so I lost weight, um, not too much, but enough. Like I guess. For like eight ten pounds enough to make a little bit of a difference in like i'm not that heavy anymore so i don't have the actual pressure like the actual weight behind my pressure and i also just didn't really have decent like you know heavy pressure and so i was talking with one of my coaches about it i was like hey like what am i doing wrong he's like oh your bone your uh, hip bones are nice and pointy just take your hip bone and put it right on that like those lower two ribs and that's perfect so I've been doing that lately too. People seem to really not like that. It works really well. Well, again, noted. It's like with jujitsu, you know, everyone that I've ever encountered that does jujitsu is, is a very nice person. But then, you know, when you start hearing people talk about jujitsu, you hear things like this and it's like, that doesn't sound very nice. You sound like a nice human. But it's like, but they are. They're really nice. But it's just like, we're just coming up with more effective ways to kill each yeah. other right to the brink. And it makes us nicer in the process. I feel like I'm a nicer so. and understanding person and I think jujitsu makes me happy. So that's great. It was really funny last week. I ended up um, having to coach class 
because uh, my professor was out of the country and our purple belts and black belt didn't show up until like 30 minutes in. And I was the highest ranking blue belt there. So I was like, okay guys, it's just like a noon class. Like I, I'm like leading the warm up. I'm like hopefully somebody comes by by the time we get finished with warm ups, and they didn't. Um, so there I was, the only woman <laughs> just teaching all the all the guys, and some of them were newer, and I could tell they were like, What's this like smiley, happy little girl gonna show us? I'm like, I'm gonna show you the move that I have won several matches with. Here you go. It's starts off pretty tame and it turns up to be quite mean. And then after yeah, after showing them the last one, they're like, Oh. And one of them was talking to their their partners who who knows me and he and the partner calls over, he's like, Hey Julie, where are you ranked again? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm top ten gi and no gi in the world. And the look on this white belt's face was like put some respect on my name. Yeah. Like, but Julia, Julia. No, that's Miss Julia to you. <laughs> hey, if you've been around the gym long enough at my gym and been to my Halloween parties um, with my pranks, it's actually Mistress Julia. Um, that's due to a, a very fun Halloween prank I pulled. Hey, I mean, look, just hearing the the wonderfully horrible things that you train and practice on the mats – like whatever name you want that you can have it yeah they i my my nickname is the badger well lady badger because we already had one badger and now they're saying that i'm getting better and meaner so i've well my coach is he's he'll always say mean badger um when i'm doing good but now they're throwing around the name of wolverine i like it i kind of like that but I already have it down in my in my gym basement. It says the Badger Den, so I don't even know what Wolverines have. Like, do they have I mean, dens? I I would imagine. I think they're all like I think they're like kin the same to like, creature. Yeah. Yeah. It, it those types of things are all like it's like oh they're the same thing. It's just regionally they're called something different. You know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what makes you know. A badger different from Wolverine, other than you know, I don't, I don't know, region. Yeah, In I don't. Know. Michigan Wolverines they beat Wisconsin Badgers last year. That's the difference. Go <laughs> blue. Um, that that's that's all I can think. But honestly, you know what? Like I said, whatever nickname you want, you've yes. earned. It. Take Thank it. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I think I've I've just mean enough to get the respect that I that I like. I did. I wrist locked one of our black belts. I mean, obviously he let me get to that position, but I did that, and he's like a competition black belt. He's pretty pretty tough. And I'll be honest, I'm not gonna roll with him until it's been a while. Um, I need him to forget that I did that to him. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to. Like wrist locks are never forgotten. Like a, a teammate of mine, wrist locked me. Very nice guy, and I like it. That felt weird not talking to him because I was mm -hmm. mad. It wasn't like I was like angry, like fuck him. I just, I just felt like I don't know if we got anything to say to each other, man. Mm -hmm. so we encountered. Was like, hey Dante, what's up, man? I didn't even say his name. Just kept walking. It's like <laughs> don't you know? God, yo, wrist locks are so. Uh, 
There's just like a nastiness to it. It's like, why? Yeah. Why? I'm already vulnerable. You've already got me like inside control. I can't move. And then you fucking wrist lock me. And it's like, really? Like, it's one thing if like I'm just destroying you. Like, I'm not paying attention. You know, I'm about to pass. And then you wrist lock me some way, somehow. Okay, I get it. I earned it. Mm -hmm. Come on, dude. If you got me pinned and I'm just sitting there looking like a doofus, don't wrist lock me. My family watching. But good. It, it sounds like, you know, training's going well, like with everything that's, you know, the changes that you've gone gone into. So happy yeah. to hear that. It's very good. I'm also still weight training too, which I like. I've picked up the equipment to do bench pressing. And that's nice. my ultimate evil plan um, and is to, well, I've, I'm very, not, not very strong in my upper body, but I've been increasing. I have a training plan and everything. And eventually I will be, there's somebody at our gym. He's like super strong. We call him the bench press express. Cause that's what he does. He's like, Oh, this is no strength. Just press them off. I don't know. That's how I escape side control. I'm like, you know what? I like the plan. I'm going to get there kind of maybe someday, but I'm going to get strong upper body. I'm going to be the next bench press express. It's always funny when you encounter someone who says something like that. It's like, no, just do this. It's that easy. And for them, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, or, you know, like you, you'll get people that will say, just stand up. And, you know, you always hear it. People yeah. don't know shit. Like, just stand up. I would just stand up. I would just stand up. No. Like, why, why are you going to let somebody hold you down? And you explain, like, well, you can't just stand up. And then mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Derek Lewis in the UFC. In a fight, he just stood up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was he was down and he just stood up and it was like oh shit it works yeah but for it him. really does and that <laughs> it pisses me off when guys do that and it's like no that's why that's the only reason i don't like to roll with like big people sometimes because i'm like the beautiful skill i worked on is not working here and now i feel defeated there's one guy at our gym he's massive um, he's at least 250 and six foot two. His nickname is Melancia Watermelon in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I've been working on um, William's Guard, which is, are you familiar? Yep. Um, so on the side, shoulder sandwich, I was like, ah, it's good. And I was going for the, um, like the go-go plotter and the arm bar. He just stood up. I'm really locked around his shoulders and arm, and the man just stood up. I looked over at my coach, like, DJ, it's not working. He's like, well, I, t- I didn't tell you to do it on Melancia. <laughs> you didn't tell me not to. True. Just think of it this way, too. Let's say he continues to just stand up, and one day you make that shit work. That's yeah. the victory. And yeah. you know it'll work on anyone else. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he literally just stood up. I'm not a small person. Like, compared to him, I am, but I'm still 150 pounds. He just like, stood up. Okay. I mean, you know, like like I said, for some people, that shit works. It's like, ah, just bench press them off. It's like, that shit doesn't work. Well, it does for me. It just stand up. That mm-hmm. doesn't work. Well, for me, it does. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, just standing up does not work for me. Like I try to just stand up and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> that, that ain't the right move. I try to bench press somebody up off of me. Nope. Yeah. They take I that do the opposite. 
I do the opposite. I just sit down. I'm a guard yeah. player. They're like, oh, hey, go for this. I'm like, no, I'm just going to sit down. Well, that's what sucks with my jujitsu. It's like, I'm just so inactive with this. Like, I sit down to guard and then just get passed. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Like, on it, like, you know, like, I'm just going to shoot, fucking just get a takedown, just fucking get top. Like, I, I'm not doing this shit anymore. But I think it's just, it's kind of built into me now at the gym. I always pull guard or sit to guard and then I get fucked up and I'm like, dude, why do you keep doing this? You know, this is not your strong area, which I guess part of it is maybe I should work on that. But at the yeah. same time, I was like, no, fuck that. I wanna, like, I want to be there. Like, yeah. I'm sick of getting embarrassed. Everybody looking at me like, look at this guy. Take his fucking belt away. Take I mean, his white that's belt. How, that's how I feel with passing a lot of the time. So I, I make deals with myself, which sounds kind of silly, but basically I just tell myself like, okay, where's my energy at today? How do I feel? Um, and if I like feel low or like, I just don't feel mentally ready or strong enough, I'm like, you know what? We're not working on that today. I'm just going to go and play because jujitsu to me is I'm always going to have fun. It's always going to be my playtime. And that to me, like, I'm definitely putting in a lot of hard work, but sometimes I've already had a long day and I'm just not ready to put in more work. That's like mm. actually hard. So I'm just going to go and I'm going to roll with my favorite training partners and do the things I like to do. I'm not going to work on those skills that I've been working on because I know that I won't get it at one point because I'm working on it and that'll make me frustrated and that'll make me discouraged and I'll just snowball on down the hill. So I wait for the days, which is most days that I feel good mentally and physically to work on it. And then I start, I say, okay, I'm going to start uh, playing my talk game and working on it and see how it goes. And some days that's like, that's, I have a great day and I can do it the whole class. Some days I do it for one round. I'm like, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Some days I try it for 30 seconds. I'm like, we're not doing it. I miscalculated my energy levels today we're gonna go back to plan b which is play and have fun it's a solid plan to have mm -hmm. i've been trying to convince myself lately with training i didn't train the last couple of weeks i had a uh, groin injury mm -hmm. while playing spider and my teammate stepped so i feel like if you would have stepped a little higher mm -hmm. or i'm sorry lower on the leg i might have been fine but he stepped kind of high up and yanked like to kind of pull like to break the grip yeah and i heard that pop in my fucking leg like i thought it was my hip at first it was like you know i just went into like a brief shock for a moment because mm -hmm. i was like i heard a pop and then my leg drops to the mat and then i felt the pain shoot up and i was like oh no that's my hip and then as I went the roll over, I was like, that's not my hip. That's my groin, like the tendon there. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. And it's been kind of a slow recovery. Like the main part of it, like the, the major pain um, has kind of let up. But now it's just this discomfort. Like when I was, I was at work the other day and I tried to jog like mm -hmm. from one building to the other. That was not Dante friendly, but I'm going to be going back uh, this week. And 
I, I've been kind of playing in my head on just going back because I have to remind myself I'm still recovering. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, play your game differently now. You know, because I'm obviously not going to have the use of my right leg mm-hmm. to to full strength. So it's like, all right, we're not fucking around with guard today. So don't sit, don't sit the guard down me, because mm-hmm. you're going to get passed immediately or hurt again. Mm-hmm. But either way, having a plan, just going into training is always, you know, a good thing. You know, and and it took me a while to even realize that I was just going to train, just thinking like, yeah, this is my playtime. I'm just coming here to have fun, and mm-hmm. and blow off steam. And now going into training, it's like, as you you know, kind of advance up through the ranks, you're like, okay, you know, the shit that I did at white belt, just having fun, worked as a white belt. Once you go up to blue belt, it's like, okay, now you gotta have a game plan. <laughs> you gotta kind of like, you know, advance your jujitsu, and mm-hmm. like, I, I think. I have, like hearing you say that is a reminder to myself and then also remembering I'm injured as fuck. So that's the other reminder. It's like, hey, dummy, don't go in yeah. there trying to do a flying arm bar that you've never ever done in your life. Yeah, it's I think you need to have a plan, even if the plan is just to play or you keep yourself safe when you're injured. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. I've also gone in with like the plan in my mind, you know, tap early. And when I say early, I mean, as soon as, you know, it's there, it's like, mm-hmm. just tap. like yeah. I've gone in doing that just, you know, for the understanding of, you know, myself being able to, you know, avoid injury. Then there's also times where I go in trying to conserve energy. So it's like, okay, you know, if you get in the bad spot, instead of trying to fight out and burn yourself up, just tap reset Mm -hmm. and just understand lesson learned don't get there again except for this one dude like he uh bared he he beat the shit out of me and then uh he went on to win uh gold at uh hands which was good you know the the shit that he was uh just smashing me with he he went and uh just whipped ass with that at pans and then won gold and i was like good for him you know, because it'd be some shit if this dude's beat my ass with that, you know, with with uh, wrist locks and and fucking squid guard and all this shit, and then mm-hmm. doesn't do anything with it. So I'm glad he won. Well, I'm, I'm glad he won, period. But the fact that he was beating the shit out of me with it, it was like, good. <laughs> now y'all know what I felt. Fuck y'all. <laughs> well, Julia, it's always nice talking with you. It is, yes. It's always, always um, kind of you to offer your time up to. And and thank you also, you know, a couple weeks ago with your patience and, you know, understanding no my bad internet connection. So No worries. Like I said, then we had extra stories. We wouldn't have had the pants story. So True. there you go. True. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up, get out of here. I, I hear my daughter upstairs doing i don't know what she's doing but it sounds chaotic so i gotta go <laughs> save my home before yeah. we get out of here you got any shout outs or mentions you want to drop for us um i think my mention would be as we go into the summer months take your salt for everybody not just potsies um and then my other recommendation is the joy lab podcast 
Um, I really enjoy it. It's two therapists talking about different ways to get more joy into your life and handle um, tough things and just view, have a different viewpoints in life. So it's very nice. I like it. And you said like that's 20, the Joy Lab. Joy Lab. Yes, the Joy Lab podcast. And it's like 20-minute episodes. So for me, it's perfect. I listen to it going or coming back from jiu-jitsu. It's really nice. I'll make sure to put them in the show notes. Yes. And, and for listen myself. If you want to start, they have not that many episodes, but I think that there's one episode that's really good for um, jujitsu people, which is the episode on hobbies, harmonious versus obsessive hobbies. And it's a very mm -hmm. good way to evaluate your hobbies and see what's really healthy for you and what could be needing a little bit of work. Hmm. Maybe, but then I feel I would be getting called out when I'm listening to that. Like, <laughs> like you shouldn't be obsessed with something. It's like, fuck. No, no, they're very. Like she's very talking about, about me. It. Yeah, but it is it is it's a good listen. I recommend it. Awesome. Well, I will put their link in the show notes, and I will also give it a listen as well myself, and um, you know, try to gain from it as well. So, thank you for that, Julia. Yeah. And as always, to all the listeners, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the support. Uh, I appreciate you all. And, you know, this podcast isn't much of anything without the listeners and also my guests as well. So I want to give a big shout out to all the guests who've been on here before. I want to give a big shout out to my current guest right here, Miss Julia. I don't know why I call you Miss Julia. It, it, it just feels natural to say Miss Julia. It's probably because um, I'm in the South. You're like, ah, oh, the Southern ladies. I don't know. I, like, I don't know. It's like anytime I, I refer to you to anyone, I say Miss Julia. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but it works. But like thank it. you. Thank you. Because, yeah. um, again, without you all as guests, this show doesn't function. So I appreciate the hell out of everyone who shares their time with us. No, it doesn't function without you. So thank you. Uh, well, maybe. It doesn't exist maybe. without you. Like, true, true. Look, well, like it, it, it's a give and take here. Like we we all make it work. But mm -hmm. um, I appreciate everyone. Uh, I want to also give a big shout out to Nerve Age Radio. I've been pumping up over the last few weeks. Episode four hundred upcoming. We have recorded it and. Uh, it should be coming out if it's not already out. Um, so, again, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil, uh, Ricky, Tiki, Raul, um, everyone over there. Thank you, guys. Fucking awesome. Love you guys, man. Um, also, big shout out to my other podcast here, uh, the Clompton Beer Club. We just put out episode 100. It was a fun time. It wasn't anything necessarily special about it. It was the 100th episode, and we reviewed whiskey, and it was fun. So there's that. And also shout out to my other podcast, again, So You Like Horror. Uh, it's about horror movies. And right now we're talking about horror through the decades, and we're picking up some new themes as well. Uh, Scream, the newest Scream movie. Uh, horror in the 60s and 70s, you know, the more recent episodes as well. Um, yeah. So if you're into spooky shit like that, go check it out. 
you'll have a good time. I have a good time recording it. So I like to think you all will have a good time listening to it. But otherwise, thanks, everyone. If you all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at Off The Mass Podcast or BJJ.Wiki, both on Instagram. Um, yeah. And I'm an open book. You know, you ask me a question, I'll answer. If you want to be a guest, shoot me a message. I've had a few people reach out and we've worked out some some uh, some uh, dates to get some other people on here and talk about their experiences. So reach out to me. I'm a nice guy. I ain't going to bite. So he's very nice. I have one more recommendation. All right, let's go. If you're in the Atlanta area and you want something fun to do, go to Distillery of Modern Art. It's a really cool distillery. They just opened nine months ago and they have a really nice space and good liquor. All right. Love to hear it. So in, in my trips down to Disney World, maybe maybe we'll drive and just mm-hmm. make that stop. But um, I'll make sure to get them in the show notes as well. Uh, otherwise, thank you, everyone. You all keep listening. We're going to keep making these shows. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye. They promised. Now let me see his song.